Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, and to my right is Aaron Keller. And it's that time of year. It's time to start preparing because the big game application period is right around the corner. It opens on March 18th. So who better than to have the Cody's in? They are, I guess you could call them our big game gurus here in the building. Cody McKee and Cody Schroeder welcome you two. Thanks for having us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, come on, you guys. Some yeah, enthusiasm. We're, here. we're listening. <laughs> yeah, we kind of just pulled you guys in. These guys are getting hammered right now. It's yeah. All all the compiling of all the information. So. Yep. So we do appreciate overload. you guys taking time to come on in. So let's start out with just talking about all three of you are avid hunters. Let's talk about the strategy you guys are going to use. Um, this application period it's kind of funny because this year it feels like we just got done talking about big game and like the season just ended i feel like it flew by that year every year just like it's getting earlier and earlier or something i I don't know maybe maybe we're just in the process now we get used to the same thing year over year over year and um it's just cyclical it's crazy to be thinking about big game applications in february right right like yeah, <laughs> we just got done with our harvest questionnaire so we did and you know speaking of that i think um some of our biologists um our long-standing staff specialists call it the annual running of our biologists and you know this is the time of year where people in the game division are going crazy um, wrapping up surveys summarizing data writing management reports and getting ready to make quota recommendations and so we talk about all of our harvest statistics and what we're using those harvest questionnaires for. And we're currently in the process of pulling it together for folks. Um, and hopefully here in the next few weeks, we'll have something that we can get out and share with the world. And the reason we're doing this now is because we just, we're trying to give people plenty of time to get ready, but there is still, they still have time before the application period opens to be doing their homework. Absolutely. I mean, these data, we'll have them out for folks, um, no, no later than a few weeks before the start of the application period, which is March 18th. Right. And um, they're going to have over a month to sort through all of this great information to help inform their application strategy this year. Gotcha. So walk me through the process. I want to go back to you guys and what you do. I always say this. I'm not a hunter. So I want to, I want to, get an idea of how you guys, what you do this time of year, your process before you apply. I mean, I think it's a great time. It's never too early really to start planning what your schedule is going to be like next fall. So you might be wanting to look at your work schedule, times you can take off if you have family vacations planned, sports schedules. Do you guys already have your vacation days in, your requests? (laughs) (laughs) Not not quite yet, but it's never (laughs) too early to start thinking about it. Uh, you know, just, just to kind of, you know, sketch out a plan for the next, you might might start thinking about your bonus points, how many you have and and what your, your chances are going to be. Maybe, you know, a a 
coveted tag you're anticipating getting, you, you might want to think about taking off some time. Or set, or at least setting aside time in your schedule. Yeah, I mean, if uh, you're if you're getting up in like the twenties for sheep, you might uh, you got twenty points or more. You <laughs> might think about not putting in for a certain hunt, right? right? Or a deer hunt, you might plan around your sheep hunt. Yeah, or maybe but you're that's just getting your really <laughs> tired of having twenty bonus points, and you want to burn those suckers on right. sheep hunting. Right, and it doesn't matter to you. If you're going to go out and see Boone and Crockett rams, maybe you're just happy with seeing a native Nevada bighorn sheep coming from <laughs> right. a non-translocated lineage. And uh, you could put in for a place like the Toyabe Mountains, and you have a really good shot at drawing a tag with those types of point levels. Right. So it really depends on the specific person, yeah. what they're looking for, um, their bonus points. Yeah, we so were um, we were just kind of talking the other day about how we kind of all three have different strategies. That's right? what I wanted to hear. And um, <clears throat> mine, I I do look at bonus point data and I do kind of look at draws and stuff like that. Just inherently, just being around and being in the system. But I I pick kind of on location. So where I want to go hunt that year is kind of the choices I choose and. Uh, then how I order those choices is even more important, though, to where I make sure my last choice is the one-to-one drods or the two-to-one drods because I'm an archery guy. So, uh, But ordering your choices is the most important. And how does your strategy work out for you? It's worked out pretty good, yeah. I get a tag every <laughs> every couple of years, and, uh, you know, it's worked for me. Good. Yeah. So you guys have a little bit different of a strategy, it sounds like? Well, well, one thing I'll circle back on on planning. Uh, there's a good example of how not to plan. Okay. Yeah. Cody and I are both. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> way to start. Both, both guilty of this. Uh, if you've had activities that you're anticipating, such as a baby coming along the way, you might want to oh, think about when that baby is coming. Too. Or some other significant life event. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. <laughs> right. yeah, thank you. We have Within young babies. Year, yeah, both okay. of you. Yeah, a piece of advice for anybody listening. If your due date is August 10th, don't put archery deer down. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. That will, uh, we've, made that, we've both made that mistake right. in the past. Yeah, that's uh, both of us had hunting season babies, right. which greatly impacted <laughs> what we could do last fall. Um, but, you know, circling back to my thought process last year when it was time to start applying, I knew that this baby was coming and had a good sense of when it was coming. And uh, I knew that antelope season was out of the question for me this year, so bonus points there. Um Deer season was pretty marginal, especially for the early and late hunts. Uh, but I did look at some of the very late seasons, the November, December hunts that we offer, put in for those. But those are typically pretty tough draws, but you just never know. You have a chance. And um, focused mainly on cow elk. I'm in a waiting period for bulls, and so I figured I'd like to get some meat in the freezer. And I looked at a lot of the late season cow hunts, and that, that worked for my family and I. Um, Hopefully I'm not always trying to juggle my applications around uh, pending children in the family, (laughs) but it is something to think about and consider. And um, um, just like there's other life changes for people going on um, to, to help figure out what you want to do. That's why, again, it is just so specific on the person, what's going on in their life. And there's a lot to think about. It's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. And I would say for me, uh, 
for mule deer anyway, I kind of have a different strategy than other species. I want to go mule deer hunting every year if possible. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really looking at, at the odds and looking at the areas. And of course I'd like to draw a, a hard, to, hard to get tag, but I'm really looking to maximize my chance to get any deer tag. Uh, and so that, that affects the way I apply too. And it, it affects the way I apply for other species too. It's so worked out pretty well for you, hasn't it? It has worked out. I was good. hoping, no, I, that's I asked years. Keller because I wanted you guys to uh, start bantering and yeah, so when you so <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't really make fun of each other. <laughs> well, yeah. it never no, hurts. It never hurts to shoot for the moon, so yeah. to speak, yeah. on an application to well, put a, put a you know coveted hard to get tag, first or second choice. But if you really just want to go, uh, and I'm an archery hunter, so I'll put the basically the easiest tags to draw as my you know fourth and fifth choice, mm -hmm. in hopes that I'll get any tag. So you're looking, hunting. yeah. That that was going to be my question, I guess. Is your top three choices are kind of harder to get and then your last two are easier usually yeah, yeah. for yeah. me it is yep. yep that's exactly what i do yep and then um so yours was opposite right no, no same, you, same 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 deal um but generally because i my last choice is one-to-one -one draws i'll sometimes i can even go to the top my top four choices harder mm -hmm. because for me archery um in the units that I'm putting in for are there's plenty of deer. There's plenty of bucks that are going to meet kind of my goals for what I want to kill. I guess I don't need to kill the biggest buck in the state. There are guys out there that that's what they want. So they'll go all five choices, tough choices, and they would rather kill a big buck and wait and earn a bonus point and go the next, you know, and rather than go hunt and burn their points, right? So every year I start off with zero points. Mm -hmm. So that's why my last choice needs to be an easier draw. Yeah. But like Cody said, I want to go deer hunting. I don't want to wait around. And this year I didn't draw anything, so I'll be I'll have one point. I'm almost guaranteed to draw a tag this year if I don't mess something up. So overall, you just want to get out there and hunt. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather go hunt. Yeah, I don't think we want to deviate too much off of this sort of application strategy but we should talk a little bit about just deer quality in the state i mean we're talking sort of in generalities about well this is a top trophy quality area versus another one that's one-to-one -one. well if you look at the way we manage our deer herds cody and what the opportunities are there for a hunter there's not a huge difference i mean you're certainly looking at specific areas where you probably have a better chance at 200 inch a greater typical deer than others but overall even some of our quote-unquote one-to-one draws are some monster bucks that are probably going to qualify for um if if at least the boone and crockett book right one of the biggest bucks that i've ever gotten video of was in a one-to-one draw yeah. for archery deer and uh yeah i mean I, I firmly believe that there's there's the opportunity to kill a 180 inch buck in almost any unit in the state now they might not be on on every corner, you know, growing on trees, um, and there are those quali more quality units. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's all about how much effort you put into it, scouting, the time in the field, you know, all those things, preparation to to make a successful hunt. Yeah, because we do the show roundup in the spring or winter and spring every year, and we always get the question, you know, what's the top units for quality in the state or bucks? And sometimes that's actually kind of a hard hard question to answer because of what I've seen personally when I'm out in the field, what I see some of my friends find. Um, 
there's a lot of great quality in the state and it doesn't have to be in those specific areas that get touted you know highly by a lot of sources that's why it's important to start doing your research exactly and start planning ahead for it okay so we covered deer and we'll get into elk and some other species right after this break you're listening to nevada wild if you enjoy listening to our podcast leave us a review on itunes and soundcloud for more information on hunting fishing boating and all things wildlife go to endow.org now back to the show Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we've been talking about strategy going into the big game application period. We talked about mule deer. So let's get into some of the other species people could expect to see in Nevada. Yeah, well, we could talk a little bit about bighorn sheep. Let's talk about bighorn sheep. I mean... There's never a bad time. <laughs> there isn't? <laughs> I mean, I could think of a few instances, yeah. but... Uh, you know, today is a good day to talk about bighorn sheep. Right. Well, so, we just had the sheep show in Reno, so it's on people's minds. It is on people's and minds. And we do have some information out right now that people can look at. The bighorn sheep checkout survey Sorry. data. Preliminary results, but we have it up on our website. So you can look and see what it was harvested last year. And then that just gives you a better idea of what... Yeah, start, start. you know, it's never too early to start scouting, start calling your buddies, see where they're seeing big rams, you know, th- right. some of those things, looking at the checkout list. And uh, like yeah, I, I mean, said, that's a time commitment too. So that's another thing where you want to, if you think you're going to be able to draw, you might want to make sure you're going to have the time to hunt. Exactly. All six weeks yeah. for most <laughs> of the <laughs> hunt. Exactly. And some people might need that time. <laughs> those are available too on endow.org. I know for a fact because I posted them. <laughs> so you go. guys all looked at me concerned. Um, but they are on endow.org under hunt. And you could check out the bighorn sheep checkout summaries. Yeah. And I mean, we're still actively working on summarizing our harvest statistics as we talked in mm-hmm. earlier in the show. But, you know, you can kind of look through these and sort of identify trends that are going to happen in people's application strategies you know, the hunts where you start to see larger rams more commonly, more frequently, are probably going to be hunts that are going to be a little bit more difficult to draw in right. the upcoming year. So um, you can start circling, what is it exactly that you're looking for in a hunt experience? Well, I want to find big rams, or I want to hunt wilderness, backcountry, get a backcountry experience. You know, we have a few units that provide that. Um And then as our hunt resources start to show up on the website, then you can refer to those to maybe order your choices for the hunts or or get a little bit more information about these specific areas. But, you know, the one cool thing about bighorn sheep in Nevada is we we provide the most opportunity out of almost any other state in the United States aside from Alaska Mm -hmm. for desert bighorn. Um, You have a better chance as a non-resident in some states to apply in Nevada as you would to draw a resident tag in your own state. So um, certainly Nevada is the land of opportunity for bighorn sheep. And if it's something that you're interested in applying for, you should be putting in here. Exactly. And at least getting those bonus points built up. Absolutely. So what else? We have elk. 
Yeah, we've got a few elves. <laughs> we've got, <laughs> we've got a few. <laughs> we've got a few. <laughs> yeah, we have a few elk. Uh, certainly a very uh, similar strategy of management as we do for our miller, mule deer where we're providing um, probably an elevated trophy opportunity versus just trying to give out a lot of tags and get people in the field. And part of that is we have a limited elk herd, so we can't just give out a lot of tags and then also we have a waiting period and so when people do get their chance to go elk hunting um, for bulls they have an opportunity to look at some great animals before they pull the trigger um, so um, and again that's kind of across the board Cody and I have a friend that drew probably the easiest hunt in the state and easiest to draw or easiest to hunt easiest to draw okay there, there is, that is a good point because <laughs> yeah. even if it's the easiest to draw, it's definitely not the easiest to hunt. Uh, but probably one of the better bulls that I saw this year came out of that yeah. unit. And that's kind of across the board. Even though we have places that are easier to draw than others, there's still some really good opportunity to find great animals in those units. Yeah, we had Travis Warren uh, upchecker last week, and he was telling me about they drew – was he saying three or four cow elk tags and garbage? And they were like nine miles back or something oh, wow. killing cows. So they were making 18 mile round trips oh, with elk wow. meat and they filled all their tags. Those guys are in good shape. They are. Yeah. yeah. And his, his legs come up to like my nipples too. So he's <laughs> like, that guy can cover ground and carry some yeah. weight. So, well, that's some, yeah, that's something we should maybe talk about is just the difference, you know, the, that cow elk versus a bull elk opportunity right. and maybe how your choices vary. But I know those cow, cow elk hunts have become really popular in Nevada. A lot of people rely on them for, you know, you really get a lot of bang for your buck out of those cow elk, great meat. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're fairly easy to draw, though they've become a little harder. A little is that the years. main, so is that what's attracting people to them and why we're seeing more people hunt them is the meat and... For sure. It's the meat and then maybe a little bit of the adventure. You get it go on an elk hunt. Yeah. 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 Uh, so And you can't because you can't hunt bulls in Nevada every year, it does. It provides that opportunity to get in the field, right. just like exactly. our depredation hunts do. Right. Um but you know, there is some things to consider with the cow hunts, especially time of year. We have seasons that go all the way to January fifth. Mm -hmm. Um we have a January thirty first season this year in in one area of the state. Um, or two areas of the state, I um, got that right. mixed up. But uh, at any rate, those late season hunts, the weather can be a real bugger to get around. And so if you're putting in for those late hunts and you're not prepared, you should start thinking about it as soon as you draw. Do I need chains for my vehicle? What's the access going to be like? Yeah. Um, am I going to have cell phone service in case things might go crosswise while I'm out there? Do I have a wall tent or a camper trailer? Lots of different things to think about versus hunting earlier in the year when the weather is good. You could, but hunt there are in a things. Yeah, there are things in the early season though that you want to think about because they're a big animal, and you're yeah. not gonna if you're hunting by yourself or with one other guy, you might not be able to get it out in one load. So yeah. being able to care for your meat, um, right? You know, you don't want to be one of the horror stories of losing part of your animal to. And those the early season hunt like those el those elk can be as you said way back there, right? Harder to get to higher elevation than some of our hunt units, so. Yeah. They're really, you know, suited for the sort of the hardcore backcountry, yeah. you know, wilderness <coughs> public land hunters. Some of the hunts, not all of them, but mm -hmm. yeah, um, Jarbage, uh, Table Mountain, area 11, Table Mountain, yeah, yeah, some of those areas that 
have a lot of wilderness opportunity. Yeah, elk are in probably some of the coolest parts of Nevada for sure. I think so. Oh like yeah. Like if you're back, if you're elk hunting, you're in cool country. Absolutely. So. So a lot of opportunity and a lot to be thinking about right now, as you guys keep saying. Um, and we do have our tag application seminars to help people out. Could you guys talk about that a little bit and um, the dates? Because I do believe we have the dates now. We probably do, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know them off the top you of my head. You know what we'll do? I'll post, I'll post it in the, uh, the caption. Sometime so. in... Or do you know the date, Keller? I'm pretty sure it's March 27th. Okay, so March 27th, and what can people expect to get out of the seminar? Well, by that time, we'll have our summaries of all of our hunt data, so we kind of go through a step-by-step tutorial of what's on the website and how you can use it to inform your application strategy. Uh, We talk about the ecology of the species, answer a lot of questions. Um, in the pa- in the past, we've spent a lot of time actually just talking about how to physically apply. And, the, mm-hmm. and and last year, since we had a new system, we definitely spent some time on that. Yeah, I anticipate we will do that again. Although it's going to be much similar, it is exactly the same as it was last year. So we won't right. spend as much time. But for new people and people not as familiar with the system, we kind of walk them, you know, how to get your information in there and, and actually apply. I think these guys are actually selling themselves a little short. So Cody and Cody, they actually present the Reno seminar. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I'm like. They, these guys do an awesome job. They start from the very beginning. So you're a new hunter, you're a returning hunter, whatever you are, but they start from the very beginning and they go through, basically there's no thing they leave off of what they explain as they go through their PowerPoint from applying to deciding your choices before you ever get to your application to how to use the book to um, going through the org stuff mm-hmm. um, all the resources that we put together and then they basically walk you through other than clicking the buttons for you they basically show you how to apply for nevada whether you want tough units to draw that maybe have a little bit higher trophy or one-to-one draws or um what choice weapon choice you want to do they they go through all that at these uh seminars and it's it's awesome we get so many positive reviews and people calling and sending emails or facebook messages to us about these guys in their their um application seminar because it it does break it down to the simplest of where do you want to go hunt and then how do you get that tag it sounds like a lot of good info and i kind of put you guys on the spot there with the date of it but whatever the date of it is if you can't make it um and like i said i'll post it with this podcast um we're also going to be posting that to our youtube page yeah so i did confirm that the las vegas big game application seminar is wednesday march 27th from 6 30 to 9 at the Clark County Shooting Complex. And the Reno seminar is the same day, Wednesday, March 27th, from 6 to 9 p.m. And that's at our Valley Road conference room uh, end office. And then so, w- one thing to add is we, we'll usually, we'll talk about like a lot of, by that time we'll have a lot better idea of the um, new things. We'll have that all summarized, you know, new hunts, season dates. It'll all be in one package. Um, we have some changes in eligibility this year. Uh, for instance, we didn't get to, on mule deer and an antelope now uh, you can apply for you know females and males in the same application period where you you couldn't do that before but you can only draw one you can only draw one tag so that is one thing that we'll cover in the application seminars strategies or when you may and may not want to do that but uh, we have kind of simplified things on the eligibility front along with our license simplification yeah which hunters love 
hearing right, about yeah. anytime we can make it simpler or easier uh, we get a lot of positive comments back from that so and we don't want to spoil the surprise but we Ooh, do surprise usually give out some sleeper hunts that uh, have caught our attention over the course of the last year or two um, with respect to maybe increasing success or overall quality some areas that may be kind of slipping under the radar um, in the sort of overall general publications that folks tend to tend to read. Okay, good to know. And we'll be publicizing that a lot before before yeah. we have I like that seminars. you guys save it till the very end. I know. So oh, yeah. You got to stay all the way till the very <laughs> yeah, end. Yeah, you're like, you have to sit through this. So... Well, um, we're, we only have like a minute left, but are you guys, are you guys ready? Are you guys starting to prepare? I mean, I've been staying up at night, like laying in bed, thinking about what my strategy is going to be this year (laughs) and what I'm, what I'm putting in for and where. Or you could do the strategy Cody brought up, uh, during our break, he was saying all you need is an eight ball. Yeah, That's what I'm gonna, I might try that this <laughs> year. Magic eight ball. Should I put for this unit? Yes or no? Yeah. And then shake it up. I might just try that yep. this year. Should I do muzzleloader or archery? Yes, definitely. <laughs> you should definitely try that. And we'll videotape it and post <laughs> and it on the it website. Yeah. And then you draw and people would get mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you guys so much for being here and sharing always good information when we have the two of you two here yeah thanks guys thanks for having us and thank you everyone for listening again next week for our next adventure Nevada Wild it's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife